uh, a Bible study uh, that I hope you find helpful. John chapter 10, John chapter 10, verse 1 through 5, and then we'll read verse 14 and also verse 27. Jesus is speaking here, and he says, Verily, verily, I say unto you, He that entereth not by the door into the sheepfold, but climbeth up some other way, the same is a thief and a robber. But he that entereth in by the door is the shepherd of the sheep. To him the porter openeth, and the sheep hear his voice, and he is called, uh, and he calleth his own sheep by name, and leadeth them out. And when he putteth them forth, uh, his own sheep, he goeth before them, and the sheep follow him, for they know his voice. And a stranger will they not follow, but will flee from him, for they know not the voice of strangers. Skipping down to verse 14, I am the good shepherd, and know my sheep, and am known of mine. And then verse 27, my sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. I want to speak to you for just a little while tonight about knowing the voice of God. Knowing the voice of God. God bless you and you may be seated tonight. The reason for this particular Bible study tonight, I know it's a little uh, different coming off of three incredible, incredible weekends. Uh, with Brother Holland and the, the miracle, the, just the pure miracle power of God this past weekend was absolutely incredible, uh, what God did this past weekend. And I know this seems like kind of, a, of an odd Bible study, but in the last few months, I have uh, had uh, occasion to talk to different people, and uh, it seems like that... Uh, People are hearing things that they, are, they believe is from God, but it doesn't necessarily seem like uh, that it is God. Uh, and the reason why is because God will say one thing to them and then just a short period of time later completely change his mind and supposedly say something else. And I know that seems a little bit confusing. Hopefully you'll understand in just a little while. Uh, but God doesn't generally change his mind a lot. Especially when it comes to our future, when it comes to our destiny, when it comes to his purpose and his will for our life, God doesn't change his mind a lot. Uh, God usually has in, in store for us a plan. He has a direction and a pathway that he wants each one of us to walk, and that pathway uh, is set by God uh, Brother Holland mentioned it this past weekend that he has a thought for us, thoughts of good. They're not of evil to give us an expected end or to bring us to a specific place. And though life has tendencies to direct us in different ways, though we have a tendency to direct ourselves in different ways, God has a path for us and it is incumbent upon us. It is, it is vital to us to stay on the path that God sets and stay in the will of God. And so... Uh, uh, there's, been, there's been some instances where uh, I think that some people have begun, uh, and not necessarily here, I'm not saying uh, at grace, uh, understand that, uh, but an ounce of prevention sometime is better than a pound of cure, if you'll let me say it that way. 
So there are times when people uh, seem to get their wires crossed as to what God is saying. And so I want to hopefully help us tonight understand and know the voice of God. Each one of us are in an ongoing learning process. We're, on, we're constantly learning and trying to uh, hone our abilities to define what, what things are of God. Uh, so it is imperative that we know God's voice. When we say that we're in the will of God and we've heard from God, it's important for us to know the voice of God. Common sense is always needed, along with other positive influences in our lives to determine what the things of God is. And, and what I want to try to accomplish here tonight is to take away some of the doubt, uh, take away some of the hurt, and give you some guidelines, and maybe settle some questions about what the voice of God is and how God speaks to us. Understand that in our society, in our world today, there are always new doctrines. There's always a false teacher. There's always new uh, deceptions coming up and appearing on the scene. It has been happening since Paul's day. It was happening to Jesus. It's been happening since the Old Testament. It's been happening since the beginning of time. And as long as the church is on the earth, the church will always be a target for Satan to try to deceive the believers. He will always be a target. So understand, you're not special when it comes to Satan. He would like to take you out as much as he would like to take anybody else out. And if he can deceive you into uh, something that is not the voice of God or not the will of God, then he will do it. So I want to try to help us tonight understand these things. One of the most critical areas for the ministry and the saints is to know the voice of God. We all want to obey Him, so we need to make sure that the voice that we're hearing is the voice of God. The, uh, in this scripture setting tonight, we read uh, in uh, John chapter 5, the word know there comes from the Greek word, genosko, which means to perceive, be resolved, uh, can speak, to be sure, and to understand. Webster defines the word as to perceive with certainty, to understand clearly. So when Jesus said, my sheep know my voice, what he's saying here is, is the, my sheep understand clearly my voice. They know that it's me talking to them. They don't have a problem with it. They're familiar with my voice. The word voice here comes from the Greek word phone, meaning a disclosure a tone, a saying, or a language. Webster defines it as any sound regarded uh, as like vocal utterance as the voice of the sea would be a, an example of that. It also, Webster defines it as saying anything regarded as like a vocal utterance in communication with the mind. An example of that would be the voice of someone's conscience. It's not a literal voice, but it's speaking into your conscience. That is the word voice. So Jesus is saying that my sheep clearly understand when I speak to them. My sheep clearly understand it. They hear me when I speak to them. And that's what I want to help us tonight uh, to do is to learn to hear the voice of God. When you have heard from God, there is no force there's no force and no uh, ability of hell 
Satan or anything else that can resist what God has said. Nothing can change what God has said. So being close to God is essential to hearing his voice. It's going to be real hard to hear the voice of God when you're way out yonder. Uh, I remember as a child, my dad could whistle so loud. I have long tried to develop that ability because it was nice. When we were kids and in the woods, my dad could walk out the back door. He could whistle. You could, it seemed like as a child you could hear it from miles. I doubt that was accurate, but it seemed that way. So he would whistle, and no matter where you were on our, on our property, you could hear him whistle. You knew it was time to come home for some reason. And so you could take off running. So I thought, boy, how handy would that be? You know, with my own kids. You know, I walk out the back door. I don't see them. Instead of having to walk around and look for them, it would be nice just to whistle real loud because they can't hear. Well, I have spit all over everything trying to whistle, and I can't do it. And it's hard for my kids to hear my voice if they're a far distance away. You understand the concept. So the further we tend to drift from God, the harder it is to hear what God is saying. I remember a couple years ago, a gentleman walked up to me. We was at their house. Uh, and they, he walked up and said, God has told me something that's going to happen tonight. I'm like, wow, awesome. And it didn't happen. And so he told me later, he said, I'm real disappointed. I don't understand. God, I know it was God that told me this. And I didn't, I didn't want to get into it with him, but I wanted to say, well, you know, <laughs> not trying to sound judgmental, please understand. But if you've been a little bit closer to God, maybe you'd have heard. Say that nicely and then smile as being sweet. Lukewarmness, carnality, and worldliness develop distance between us and God, and it's harder to hear him when he speaks. Another thing about the voice of God, I want you to listen very carefully to this because this uh, sometimes is a problem. God does not need to speak to us directly concerning anything that he is already in his word. Although he may remind us sometimes, he may uh, bring about conviction or, or want, cause us to uh, uh, have a call of obedience to, uh, on us to obey the word of God. He does not need necessarily to continually need to tell us the things that are in his word. I've had people say that God has not told me such and such yet. It's in the word of God. That's like saying God's never told me that there's going to be a rapture. God's never told me there's a heaven. He doesn't have to. It's already right here. This is the word of God. And we'll talk about that hopefully in a few more minutes. But this is the word of God. It does not change. It cannot fail. The word of God does not go away. It's not invalid. It's not wrong. There's no inconsistencies. There's no errors in the word of God. It is perfect. And so what God already addresses in his word, he does not need to continually tell us about. 
Um, so remember that it's one of the one of the times that God speaks to us uh, is in the Word of God. God also on occasions will call somebody for a a, a purpose. Sometimes it is a a one time call. God will speak to you to call you to something. Uh, a lot of times uh, we had uh, changed thought mid sentence there, uh, but we had Brother Richardson and Sister Richardson here with us this weekend, missionaries to Taiwan. God called Brother Richardson. It was a one-time call. God spoke to him and said, I want you to go to Taiwan. Brother Richardson knew it was the voice of God, and we're going to talk about in just a few minutes how do you know it's the voice of God, but it has changed his life. So hearing the word of God and understanding when God speaks to us is, is very important. It's vitally important to us because it can change our life. It can, it can rearrange everything that we have. Being a missionary in Taiwan, and you heard his testimony uh, Sunday morning, was not necessarily the number one priority on his list all of his life. But God spoke to him and told him, I'm changing what you think about the rest of your life, and I want you to go to Taiwan. The voice of God can change your life. It can change your life and you say, oh God, Brother Merrill, I don't ever want to hear God speak if he's going to send me to a foreign country. That may not be what God speaks to you. But if it is, we need to obey the voice of God. Then concerning the voice of God also, we need to try the Spirit. The Bible tells us in 1 John 4, 1 through 6, the Bible says, Beloved, believe not every spirit, but try the spirits whether they are of God, because many false prophets are gone out into the world. Hereby know ye the Spirit of God. Every spirit that confesseth that Jesus Christ is come in the flesh is of God, and every spirit that confesses not that Jesus Christ is come in the flesh is not of God, and this is that spirit of Antichrist. Therefore, uh, ye have heard that it should come, and even now already is in the world. Ye are of God, little children, and have overcome them, because greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world. They are of the world, therefore speak they of the world, and the world heareth them. We are of God, and he that knoweth God heareth us, and he that is not of God heareth not us, hereby uh, know we the spirit of truth and the spirit of error. It's talking about two spirits there, the spirit of truth and the spirit of error. So it is important when we hear the voice of God, when God speaks to us to try the spirit, to try the spirit to know whether it is of God or is it a spirit of error. I had a conversation this past weekend with actually with somebody uh, that was talking about that and it's, it's, uh, they were telling me about something uh, that was going on and, and uh, asking some very hard questions about some things that the Bible says and why some people don't say it, believe it and why some people don't teach it. There is a spirit of error. There are, uh, Paul said, don't be uh, shocked, don't be all upset when, when Satan himself is transformed into an angel of light. There are times when uh, just because somebody's got a Bible does not necessarily mean that what they're telling you is truth. 
it's always incumbent upon us to try the Spirit to know what's being said. Another thing about the Spirit, about God speaking to us that, that, that humanity uh, sometimes struggles with is the voices that are generated in our own mind. It's better known as self-talk. Things have a tendency to speak to us. Every thought that comes through our mind, believe me, is not of God. That was the quickest amens I've got so far. But everything that comes through our mind is not of God. And so we need to be able to separate these two. Don't allow yourself to draw conclusions in your mind. Don't allow yourself to come uh, to some great new uh, something in your own mind and say it's the voice of God to give it validity or to give it some kind of authority or give it some kind of power. I, I, I've had... Uh, again, I've had people say that God has told me such and such, and you know full good and well, it was not God. But that's the way people put, that's what they say in order to add validity to what they want to do. It's by saying God told me to do it. God will leave many things just a common sense. I mentioned in our adult Sunday school class a couple weeks ago, uh, that there was a Time Magazine article years ago, I read it, about Jesus and people uh, and their relationship with God. And there was a lady uh, that they interviewed in that magazine article. It's amazing how they always fry, find the brightest and the best, right? She said that she did not get out of her bed in the morning until God told her to. So she didn't get up before noon. So God told her every day, get up at noon. So she would just lay there, just laying in bed, reading a book, whatever, until God tells me to get up. That's called lazy. Okay. God does not necessarily need to tell you to get out of bed and go to work. Again, the, the Bible already tells us that we should do these things. Uh, the Bible already says that we should get up and go to work. So don't use as an excuse, well, God hasn't told me to go to work. God hasn't told me to cut the grass in my yard. Well, once it gets, you know, so high, common sense should tell you, get the lawnmower and go mow the grass. Um, I remember uh, on the news many, many years ago about a, uh, a man who's, I think it was a 13 or 14-year-old son starved to death, refused medical treatment, uh, was malnourished, wound up dying, and uh, when they went in to investigate, they found he had $1,500 in his dresser drawer. But God wouldn't tell him he could spend the money. Understand, folks, that there are some things that are just common sense. If you're hungry... Get up and make a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. You don't have to wait for God to tell you how much peanut butter to put on the bread. If you're walking down the middle of the road and there's a lot of traffic and there's a nice safe sidewalk there, common sense tells you. Anyway, you get the point. We have to, we have to use our own brain sometimes. God has given us a brain 
to use. It's on loan from God. To every human, he said, here's a brain, use it. And so we need to engage that uh, and use our own mind sometime uh, in life. Just make, just make good judgments. Never step out of the Word of God. Never step out of the Bible in your own thought processes, but use good judgment, use your own brain, and uh, life will go along. Now, hurry through that so we can get to the methods which God does speak to us. God does speak to us. God still speaks to humanity. How many of you have ever had a relationship with somebody? Wow. There's married people sitting in here that's never had a relationship. Do you know a conversation is a two-way street most of the time? Now, I get criticized sometimes for not talking. But a conversation generally is two ways. I talk, you talk. I talk, you talk. It says very elementary. It's the same thing with God. We can talk to God, and God can talk back to us. Who wants to hear from God? Who would like for God to speak to them? It is a relationship. We understand that our life for God is not one-sided. God is not just the blessing depot. But it is a relationship where we can engage in conversation, where we can speak to God and God can speak to us. And so God does speak to us, and these are some of the methods through which God speaks. First of all, and the main way that God speaks to everybody is the Word of God. This is the Word of God. Somebody said, God's never spoke to me. He's got 66 books of speaking to you. This is God's word. He speaks to us, and it is the main way through which God speaks to humanity is through the word of God. And everything else, everything else must conform to the word of God. God will never step out of the word of God. If you feel like God has told you something and it's contrary to the word of God, God didn't tell you. The Bible is the only reliable source that we have to depend on upon being God's voice. It's the only reliable source of God's voice. It is without error, contradiction. It is, is infallible. You can trust the word of God to be the final authority on anything and everything. Again, it will not uh, pass away. The Bible says that it would be easier for heaven and earth to pass away than for the word of God to pass away. Every other method through which God speaks to man must come back to the word of God as its final reference points. Never believe or accept anything if it's, contradicting, if it's contradicted in the Bible. Trusting us or yourself, trusting other people, is always a big mistake when it comes to the voice of God if it's, contradict, if it's, if it's in, in contradiction to the word of God. If somebody tells you this is what God says, 
there will be no rapture. You can look at them and say, you're wrong, buddy, because that contradicts the Bible. And if anything contradicts the Bible, then it is not of God. The second way that God speaks to people is through the men of God, through the ministry. I've had many times people come up uh, to me or have heard them come up to other ministers and say that you had no clue the circumstance I was going through today, but you got up and just preached a sermon that spoke directly to my circumstance. I've had people in home Bible study get up and, and do a Bible study and, and, and say something, uh, and man, they'll look at you and say, how did you know we were just talking about that very thing today? I prayed about that last night, and that's the answer to my prayer. God uses the ministry. He uses men and women of God, men and women that are close to God, to speak to you, to speak to you directly uh, about your problem, about your circumstance. It may be a concept. It may be something that you need to hear. God speaks through people. Again, if anybody speaks to you anything that is contrary to the word of God, it's not right. The third way God speaks to us is directly to you. God can speak directly to you. He generally uses this method to call people into his service and to give specific directions and instructions to them uh, in vital matters. I've heard of God speaking directly to people. There's somebody I know, uh, a minister friend of mine, that was praying about a very specific direction in his life a number of years ago. And he was at a church service uh, in another state as a guest of somebody, was standing up there. And, uh, the, the service was wonderful, and at the end of the service, they uh, had a big uh, time of prayer, an altar call, and, and this minister friend of mine just knelt down at the chair where he was sitting and uh, looked around. There was nobody there uh, around him. Everybody else had gone up front, and he was praying, and there was a very audible voice that spoke to him. He thought somebody had come up and started praying for him, wanting to know who it was, <laughs> not being, I guess, real spiritual at the moment, turned around. There was still nobody there, but he heard a very audible voice, and that the, the words that that voice has spoken has come to pass, uh, absolutely come to pass. God spoke to him in an audible voice. And then another way that God speaks to us is through the gifts of the Spirit. We saw that demonstrated several times in the last couple of weekends, and we hopefully all understand the gifts of the Spirit. But when, when the gifts of the Spirit are used, prophecy and tongues and interpretation of tongues, that is God speaking through a person. That is the voice of God. And again, here we try the Spirit. Remember, the Bible says try the Spirit. Most of the time you can tell when God is fixing to speak through somebody. You can, uh, I've heard it called the holy hush. There's so many names that we put on stuff. But you generally you can tell when God is fixing to speak or use somebody in the gifts of the Spirit. That is the voice of God. And you can take, when it is legitimate, when it is real, you can take that to the bank. That is the voice of God. God made some awesome promises in the last couple of weeks to this church through the gifts of the Spirit. And you can take that to the bank. It's the voice of God. 
and when God speaks. And, and just touching on the gifts of the Spirit tonight, I don't want to spend a lot of time. I'm already running out of time. Like the song says, I've got a long way to go and a short time to get there. But the gifts of the Spirit are never, ever, ever to be used for your personal gain. Brother Murphy told me a story, or has told the church, he's, he's mentioned it before, I, I, won't use, I won't use anything that's not public knowledge, but there was a situation in their previous pastorate where there was a prayer meeting at somebody's home that had started uh, without his knowledge, and there was a, a young man there that gave a message in tongues and an interpretation. And in that interpretation... He said it was the will of God for a woman in that prayer meeting to divorce her husband and marry this other man in that prayer meeting. And she did it. There was no amount of talking to her that could convince her that that was not legitimate. And this, this young man messed up two homes over that. That is not the voice of God. Now, see, if she had heard this Bible study, she would know. You go back to the Word of God, and that was not legitimate. But it is never, the gifts of Spirit are never, ever to be used for anything. No alter, ulterior motive, no personal gain, nothing like that. I'm, somebody get up and tell you, man, God has just spoke to me, and it's the will of God for you to give me $2,000. Be careful. Be careful. That's, that's a whole other Bible study for another time. But, but understand that God speaks through that. Another way that God speaks through, to us is through dreams and visions. And I almost hesitate to mention this. Because invariably, somebody's going to eat pizza late at night, get a stomach ache, go to sleep, and dream some crazy, bizarre dream of them being in the Antarctic playing with penguins and they're going to sit there and come back and say, God's called me to the Antarctic, to an uninhabited ice island to be a missionary. Not necessarily. That was pizza too late at night. Every dream that we have is not of God. The Bible says that dreams are the result of a multitude of busyness. You got too much stuff on your mind. You can have dreams about things. Uh, there's a medical uh, um, term or, or a medical diagnosis, I guess you could say, that if you can remember a dream, you have too much vitamin B6 in your blood. Whatever. Both dreams and visions can occur without there being any spiritual meaning at all. So just because you have a dream does not mean God is trying to talk to you. However, God can talk to you through dreams and visions. I have been on a few occasions the recipient of both dreams and visions from God, and it's incredible. And those are the things sometimes you long for. Man, God, I wish you just... Boy, boy, just see a dream, you know, just that'd be great. Um, and God doesn't always give me dreams when I want them. 
It's usually when you least expect it that you'll have this incredible vision of God doing something wonderful. The Bible is full of examples. Solomon, Joseph, Pilate's wife, Peter, Paul, others. The Bible is full of examples of people that receive dreams and visions from God. God speaking to them, telling them what they, he, God wants them to do, how he wants them to proceed. Uh, remember Peter sat on the rooftop. He went into a, he had a vision. He saw the sheet being let down out of heaven with the unclean beast on it. God asked him three times to eat. He would not. And then finally rebuked Peter and said, What I have cleansed, call thou not unclean. Get up and go down to the gate because there's people waiting on you. And so Peter got his whole revelation. He got his whole understanding that Jesus wanted Gentile people to have the Holy Ghost from a vision. So understand that God can speak to us this way. Uh, also angels I don't want to spend a lot of time here God through in the Old Testament and the New Testament sent angels to people please make sure that you know the origin of that angel before you pay attention to what they have to say there is a very prominent religion in our society today that was started supposedly by an angel an angel went and talked to a man in a hotel room and has started a whole new uh, religion that is contrary to the word of God. Make sure you know the origin of that angel before uh, you believe what they say. And then God speaks to us by impression. This is generally the most common way that God will speak to, uh, to people. Uh, each of us has that inner voice. It's that inner monologue so to speak that that voice that we communicate with ourselves i talk to myself all the time i've heard though talking to yourself is not bad that's not a sign of mental illness the, the bad problem is when you start answering yourself i don't know if that's true or not but i answer myself a lot too so i guess i'm right at crazy again no means by no means is everything that comes across our minds of God. So we have to discern which ones are from God. We all make mistakes when we act upon impressions that we believe are from God. We all make mistakes, and, and we'll try to talk about mistakes and what to do with them in just a few moments. But we've got to learn don't act impulsively upon every impression that comes to your mind. Uh, I've had times in past, and I'll share some personal experience with you real quick, but I've had experiences in times past where I felt like God impressed me with something. And so I didn't say anything. I didn't do anything and just watched to see what happened. There's been times where I felt like God impressed me with something and I've told pastor about it. Pastor, I feel like God has told me that such and such is going to happen to this certain family or to this certain person or to this situation or God is going to take care of this specific need. I'm telling you so you'll know. And then if that takes place, then I'll, I kind of learn how, the word, how God speaks to me. If it doesn't take place, then I can kind of discern if it was just my own wishful thinking. I want everybody in this building to prosper be their wildest dreams in their relationship with God. 
and sometimes in my desire to see people prosper in their relationship with God, I think crazy things. God, if you would just, just provide such and such for so-and-so, they could do it. And so in my crazy thought becomes this, now did God just say that he was going to do that? And so we have to learn the voice of God in those situations. So sometimes find somebody. If, if you feel like God is impressing you with some things, find somebody that you can trust. Find a godly person, somebody that's close to God. Don't go to your coworker and say, you know, hey, Bill, you know, come over here and, you know, if you don't mind, uh, you know, hold a profanity real quick, put your beer down. I want to tell you what God's wanting to do for me. Find somebody that's spiritual that understands the spiritual realm and talk to them about it. Talk to your pastor is always a good person to go talk to. Remember, always to make sure of the voice of God using the Bible as your final reference point. Whether it is a minister, an angel, spiritual gifts, an audible voice, a dream, a vision, an impression, any of it. It has to be supported and backed up by the Bible. And then there's the reasons we begin to, or we must know the voice of God. Jesus said in John chapter 10, verse 5, that they, my sheep would not follow the voice of a stranger. A sheep would not follow the voice of a stranger because the voice of a stranger is different from the voice of their master. It's different. And so the sheep will not follow uh, the voice of a stranger. And when a, a stranger comes into our midst, when somebody comes into our midst and begins to, to teach or to tell strange things that don't sound right, uh, then immediately our, our spiritual antenna should go up, our flag should go up and say, I'm not going to follow this person. There's a doctrine that is, is uh, moving, uh, uh, from the last I heard, it's, it's gaining a foothold, it's moving slowly, but it's gaining a foothold in a lot of apostolic churches. And, and this doctrine um, is, is so contrary to the Word of God. But it, these people uh, that believe this, they'll go into a church that doesn't believe it, and they'll begin to teach that. And most of you have heard of it. It's called preterism. And, and people will teach that. If somebody comes up and tells you that the rapture has already taken place, your little spiritual antenna ought to go up and say, this is a strange voice. This is not the voice of God, and I'm not going to listen uh, to this, uh, this voice. Uh, in our day, and I said this a while ago, in our day, our culture uh, is full, is full of deception of every type. There's voices that speak to us daily of all kinds of crazy things. And so we have to know what the Word of God says. We have to know the voice of God. Folks, as, as time is drawing close, as the end is every day getting closer and closer and closer, uh, Brother Murphy, through his prophecy teaching, has showed us without a doubt that the, the end time, we are in the end time, we're at the end of the end time. Uh, the rapture is nigh upon us. It could take place at any moment. We have got to know the voice of God more now than we've ever known it. We've got to be able to hear from God. 
And it's not going to get any easier. And when we see news media and we see all the stuff that uh, pamphlets that people print and all of the stuff that, that people hang, that hand out, these strange things, we cannot be allowed. We cannot allow ourselves to go after these things. We cannot allow ourselves to go after these things. Okay, I got five minutes. Wow. How do you discern God's voice? How do you know it's God when he's speaking to you? We've got to learn it. We've got to hear it. We've got to hear it, folks. The first way that you can know it's the voice of God is to compare what you're hearing to things that have been taught, the truth that has been taught. Never abandon your principles of morality, honesty, or integrity. God will never speak to you and tell you to rob a bank. Neither will he ever tell you to be dishonest. Everybody can just say, oh man, because you know when you go to Walmart and your total should be $100 and you get in there, man, it's only 80 and you're like, wow. You realize the cashier didn't scan four high dollar items at Walmart. And you think, man alive, <laughs> this is a blessing from God. No, it's not. Dishonesty is never a blessing from God. At the restaurant, man, we had 12 people at our table and they only charged me for 11 meals. They forgot little Junior's chicken tenders. Woohoo! This is a blessing. Be honest. Show the mistake. Tell them what's going on. Never abandon those things. It's never God's voice telling you to be dishonest, it's never God's voice telling you to lose out on your integrity. They'll never miss that $30 from the petty cash drawer. I'll just count that as a blessing from God. That's not a blessing. Every generation of people, every generation of people since the, be since the beginning of time has tried to convince God's people, listen to this, people in every generation has tried to convince their peers, us, the people of God, to forsake biblical guidelines, telling them that they're foolish and out of date. I don't know why y'all still believe that. That's so old time. That's ancient stuff. That's so out of date. The Word of God doesn't change. And God doesn't speak to you through other people to tell you, to forsake the things that we know are truth. God will also, uh, or another way to, to discern God's voice is to compare what you're hearing with past experiences. Time and experience are great teachers. Compare what you've heard. I did this five years ago and this is what happened. It wasn't the voice of God then and it's probably not the voice of God now. Compare what you're hearing with somebody else's experience. Use godly, notice godly and successful men and women as sounding boards. 
Find you somebody that's got some tenure, that's got some maturity. Go up to them and tell them, you know what, I really feel like God's telling me such and such. What do you think? And let them talk to you uh, all through the Bible. Paul did this. Samuel uh, was guided by Eli all through the Bible. Men of God that we know that were uh, very close to God had people that were sounding boards. People that they went to and say, what do you think about what God is saying? Always talk to successful people. If they're backslidden or barely in church and can't ever seem to serve God, it's probably not a good person to go talk to. I know that sounds mean and judgmental, and I don't intend it to be that way, but understand, it's probably not the best person to go talk to is somebody that's never at church. Show up every three months, I'm not going to ask you spiritual advice. Just like I didn't take marriage advice from the person that was on his third marriage. He offered it. No thanks, buddy. I understand this one's going good, but the previous two? And you're going to tell me how to stay married? That's like going to prison looking for somebody that knows how to pull off a successful armed robbery. Well, if it was successful, you wouldn't be in jail. You understand the, the, the concept there. So don't go to people that can't serve God and ask them, how do you serve God? They don't know. Okay, I'll move on. And then compare what you're hearing to the Word of God. Compare it to the Bible. Anything that you hear that is contrary to the Scripture, again, you should just reject it. It is not the voice of God. God will never, ever tell you anything out of the voice of God. So when you hear from God, when you believe that God is speaking to you, analyze what you're hearing with these four guidelines. Go to somebody you trust. Go to your pastor. Go to the Word of God. Go to your past experiences. Go to the teaching uh, of the Word of God and understand that we don't give up these things that are, that are, that are doctrines of the Word of God. They, God does not speak against those things. He does not tell you to do anything contrary to those things. So when you believe you've heard from God, go to these, use these things as guidelines to keep us from making uh, a mistake. It would be a shame to lose out with God for an eternity over something you thought was God. Satan will, I'm not done, but I'm finished. Satan will use anything he can, anything to try to derail us. Understand that. And if he can take you and get you to believe the Bible, he would love to do that. Satan wants you to, to believe the word of God. He just don't want you to believe it in truth. And if he can take something that is contrary to the word of God and speak to you and get you to buy it, you could lose out with eternity over, over something you thought was God speaking to you. I could give you some many, many examples of that uh, tonight. But, but suffice it to say that, that in these last days, we need to hear from God. Boy, do we need to hear from God. We need to hear from God daily. We need to communicate with God 
And God needs to communicate with us. And we need to be open as the people of God to hear his voice and to know what he's saying. We need to learn the voice of God. Know when it's God speaking to us. And know when it's just some crazy thought going through our mind. Know the voice of God. And uh, our lives will be better. We'll be able to impact our community. We'll be able to impact our world. Uh, when people come to, uh, to grace needing something from God, we can be sensitive. And be used by God. Praise the Lord. That's what it's about. It's about growing the kingdom. And if we can hear from God, then we can take what we hear and pass it on to somebody else. And maybe it'll encourage them. Maybe it'll lift them up. Maybe it will draw them closer to God. Praise the Lord. We're staying tonight. And I know it's been uh, a long hour, almost an hour. <laughs>